Foraging is just one of my absolute favourite hobbies. It's something I really enjoy doing. It's a great thing to involve your kids in and it can also make up a decent portion of your kitchen cupboard because there's so much you can forage for, for different through different times of the year. Now, today we're going to quickly run through just some of the amazing things that are available to be foraged right now in the spring. Hello and welcome to the Self-Sufficient Podcast. I'm Carl from selfsufficienthub.com and I'm here to talk about all things self-sufficiency. Being sustainable and food security matters. Hello, welcome to today's Self-Sufficient Podcast. Today we're going to be talking about spring foraging. Spring's a fantastic time for foraging with so many wild edibles out there available and we're going to run through a list of probably 20 or more different things that you can go out there and start foraging for today. So the first one I'm going to mention is chickweed. Now chickweed is very common. It can grow through most of the year depending on your climate. If you're in a temperate climate it's definitely available in the spring and it sometimes won't survive too well in hot summers. And depending on where you are, it could last all through the summer if you're in a cooler area or all through the winter if you're in a, a warmer climate. So it's a great spring salad green. It's a perfect replacement for lettuce and it's super available. It's everywhere. It's also very easy to identify. It's got a key identifying feature of one line of hairs that runs down the stems. I've actually included this in one of my videos on YouTube under my self-sufficient hub channel. It's on the spring wild edibles video I believe so there's a great ID video for it there but it's a great replacement for any of your salad greens. It's also a medicinal plant containing saponins so it can make a salve for rashes and itchy skin and things like that and it's one of my favorite green vegetables to forage for because it's just a it can make up the bulk of a salad it's delicious the next one is wildly uh, sorry wild garlic or ramps and these grow all over the world and they're super abundant where you find them if you're in a temperate climate they'll be in most woodlands around you now so they have a beautiful leaf which is a very mild garlic flavor that can be used in salads but you can also eat the flower buds some people actually fry battered flower heads and eat them like that they can be eaten raw they also have a bulb at the bottom which can be used just like a garlic bulb and they're super easy to identify you smell them before you see them and the smell is the identifier on these um, i think they're on the same video actually that i mentioned previously but wild garlic is definitely something everyone should be aware of because they can make up your garlic intake from wild food without having to grow anything or buy anything they're a great great wild edible and they're also one of the easiest to find easiest to identify the next one is daylilies now daylilies and daylily shoots are all edible and they're edible pretty much all time of the year you can eat the shoots you can eat the bulbs they do tend to self-propagate so 
if you can introduce some daylilies to your garden, they can grow themselves more and more and you can continually harvest them. Um, but like I say, they're also something you can forage for. Violets are another flower that can be foraged and they're usually up quite early in the spring in the spring and the petals and flowers do also make uh, excellent uh, salad like dressing if you want to just use it to accompany a salad and make it look really beautiful then putting some violet flowers on there are just it's just a great way of making a salad really zing and sing to your to your eyes before you eat it most of us will have some kind of plantain in our gardens growing amongst our lawns whether we want them or not so um, they're so abundant they grow on all common land but also in people's gardens so it's definitely worth finding out how to identify plantains because they're just a great easy to find wild edible that is pretty much everywhere another plant is garlic mustard also known as jack by the hedge um, I've done a specific video on this on its own on our YouTube channel and um, that will show you how to identify it but it's a really easy plant to identify and once you've found your first one or two then you'll be seeing it everywhere at this time of year it's just every hedgerow I drive past seems to be full of garlic mustard with the very distinct white flowers um, now again as I always say I live in a temperate climate so I'm talking about the UK climate but it grows in most temperate areas of the world and it's really easy to harvest you can eat the leaves the flowers the whole plant um, you can cook it as a green or you can use it to make things like pesto with so definitely definitely one to add to your list now most of us know about dandelions I've noticed online quite a lot of talk these days about making something called dandelion honey so you might want to search that I've not actually done it myself but you use a lot of the dandelion heads the yellow flowers and you can make something called dandelion honey out of it which sounds very exciting you can also use it to make dandelion wine and just about anything else really you can use the roots of dandelions just like carrots and you can of course eat the leaves now in my experience they're quite a bitter leaf and they're not something that I personally enjoy in salads but I think that could be just to my taste I'm quite a fussy forager as it goes so dandelions are definitely one that you should have a go at because everybody knows what they are how to find them and, and where they are fiddleheads are another very exciting foraging find now personally I've not been able to find any ostrich ferns where I am now a lot of ferns are toxic so it is only the ostrich fern that you want to be taking the fiddleheads from but if you find a patch they're quite prolific um, I've heard varying reports of whether they grow around me or not but it's definitely on my list I always look out for them and as soon as I find an ostrich fern patch I shall be harvesting the fiddleheads every spring but they are widespread in America and other temperate climates nettles we all know about nettles and we've probably all thought about foraging nettles and a lot of us probably have never actually done it well I can tell you they are a great 
food source. They're so nutritious. They're one of the most nutritious food sources you're ever going to find, but they're also really very versatile. Now, obviously you wanna wear gloves while you're picking them, but as soon as you've cooked them, that sting goes away. You can use them to make soups. You can use them as a replacement for spinach in, you know, as a cooked green. Um, but you can also dry the leaves and make nettle crisps, which again, I've never done, but I've told is delicious. The next one that I want to talk about is hogweed. Now, again, this is one that I've done a specific video on, just looking at hogweed on YouTube under Self-Sufficient Hub, but it's in a class of its own really for me insofar as wild edibles because hogweed is one of those plants that if it was in the supermarket people would be buying it just as readily as they do any other vegetable it's not got that bitterness that we associate with a lot of foraged foods and it really is just a great tasting vegetable that's available in the wild it's available everywhere on almost every hedgerow you will have hogweed. It has got a kind of lookalike, which is giant hogweed, which you want to avoid because that's got very phototoxic sap. But once you've learned how to identify the two and tell them apart, and it's really quite easy, then hogweed is a great, great foraging item to be aware of and to know about. Okay, we've got the rest of our list after this. It's really easy for you to get in touch with us and leave us your questions, feedback or ideas for the show. If there's anything you'd like to hear about or a question you've got about something I've said, just leave us a message. The easiest way to do that is to contact us via the show notes. In the show notes, there's a link where you can send us a voice message and we can play it on the show. Please don't forget to leave your name and where you're calling from. Thanks. Now back to the show. So something that a lot of people don't have on their radar when foraging is Japanese knotweed. It's a noxious invasive weed. It spreads like wildfire. Here in the UK, we have some real problems with it. It can actually affect house prices. If you have Japanese knotweed in your garden, it will have a downward effect on the value of your house because it will undermine the roots and it just cannot be controlled. So if you find it in the wild, you're actually doing everyone a favor by picking it. In spring, it shoots, can look a little bit like asparagus, but it's a great edible. It's actually eaten in lots of parts of the world as part of their usual menus. It's not considered a foraged um, rarity as it is here, but um, it's a nice edible that's a little bit sweet and tart, a little bit like a, um, rhubarb or something of that nature but it's used in lots of different ways and is a great wild edible. The next one is miner's lettuce or Claytonia. Now, this isn't something that grows in the UK, but if you live in the States, then it's like the iceberg lettuce of foraging, which is a fairly good way of describing it. It's, it's got lovely crunchy leaves. It doesn't turn bitter at all it's a great edible uh, wild edible green so if you have it growing near you it's certainly one that's worth looking out for 
The next one is something called wall pennywort or navel wart. Now, this is a edible that will grow predominantly on walls, in little cracks in walls. It's available all year round, and it's a edible plant that actually finds its way on some really high-end menus. It's a fantastic flavour. It's a succulent, so the leaves are thick, and it's super, super tasty as a wild green to use in salads and things like that. Again, this is another one I've done a video on online that you can find. The next thing that I want to talk about is wild carrots. So wild carrots are a biennial and their roots could be harvested now and it's pretty much as soon as you see the leaves you dig down and pull up the roots. So you need to be aware if you're on public land that you might not be allowed to harvest roots but on private land or somewhere you've got permission you certainly can. So Make sure that you don't confuse them with water hemlock, but they are a great foraged edible that's available right now. The next edible on my list is clover. So red and white clover are both edible. They're a little bit sweet, the flowers, and they're great if you want to add them to cakes or breads and things like that. They're high in vitamins and minerals you can make tea out of them and they're also everywhere so they grow in grassland and they're really easy to find the next item on my list is bulrushes or cattails as they're sometimes called so every part of the plant has got a use if you're into bushcraft so the young shoots that come up around now are the tastiest part if you're going to eat them and they're have a flavour a little bit like cucumber, you can eat them raw, but later in the year then you get the actual, the bit that gives them the name, the bulrush, and they can be used for all sorts of other things. You can ferment them, you can use them for just general cooking, they're a good one to go and find. They grow around ponds and anywhere that you've got undisturbed ground at the side of still water, they do spread like wildfire so generally speaking if you find one then you'll you'll find many many more next is dead nettles so these are what we've all seen and they look like stinging nettles except for they've got little flowers and the flowers will either be white or purple so white dead nettles and purple dead nettles are both edible you can take the flowers and use them to adorn salads and make them look pretty or you can use them in just about any other way that you would use a wild green so you can blanch them and cook them you can eat them raw personally they don't have much of a flavor when you eat them raw to my taste but um, they are certainly a, a wild edible that that you should know because they're so abundant we also have this time of year morel mushrooms. Now morel mushrooms are quite hard to find. I know lots of mushroom hunters that have never found them, but they are worth keeping your eye open for. They tend to grow on patches of old wood chip or wood chip that's been down a year or so. So if you pass a relatively recently landscaped area, it's worth casting your eye beneath the planting and between the planting on the wood chip that's quite often used as a mulch because that's where you're most likely to find the morel mushroom. The final item on my list is gorse and gorse flower. It's a really common plant, beautiful yellow flowers, 
and it can grow almost anywhere but usually in elevated areas wasteland and heathland and places like that the flowers have a beautiful coconut and almond flavor so the only thing to be aware of when you're picking the gorse flowers is to be careful because the the leaves do have prickly spines on them and if you found gorse you'll you'll know you found gorse because the picking of the flowers won't be very enjoyable <laughs> for that reason but they're delicious raw in salads um, you can also use them to make fruit teas out of or infuse other things they are a dense evergreen shrub and the flowers are quite fragrant so they're really easy to identify so they're definitely one that you should have a look for and see if you can find so that's my rundown of wild edibles that are available for foraging for right now and if it's not something that you've ever got into before i do suggest that you have a look online you don't have to use my videos but find some videos online that you think give you all the information you need it's th this is a great medium for communicating but it's not the best medium for identifying plants the best medium for that is obviously a visual one so do find a visual reference to have with you and go out go out and find something that the thrill of finding wild edibles for the first time really is quite something it's something i really enjoy and my children love to come with me so go out there and find something and i'll speak to you tomorrow cheers if you find these podcasts valuable there are several ways you can support them the easiest ways are to rate it and leave a review wherever you get your podcasts you could also share it online talk about it anywhere you blog or find someone you think might be interested and point them our way you can also find and support us on youtube where we are also self-sufficient hub thanks for listening